Coming up, as the Brooklyn Nets continue to be speculated as a potential third team involved in a Damian Lillard trade, it's the age-old question for Nets fans, to trade or not to trade, one Ben Simmons. We break down all the possible angles the front office could be looking at, coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there, you're going to find Doug Norrie. He's the owner-operator of DFSR. For all your daily fantasy sports rankings from DraftKings to FanDuel, he's got you covered. I'm Adam Armbrick breaking down your New Jersey Devils on the Devils Puck Luck podcast with Danny McDonough. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free on all those great platforms. And Doug, it's Ben Simmons time. We're going to talk about his contract, how he came to be a Brooklyn Net, why that factors into this, and whether or not there could be certain players the Nets would have to take back in trading Ben Simmons that would impact their thinking on this. But let's just start right at the top. Ben Simmons, if you could trade him, would you, should you want to trade him? Yeah, this was paused. This was thrown out there by uh, Greg Sylvander, who covers the heat down in Miami. It's kind of got some traction. It, you could have probably just figured it out as much if you thought the Nets were as p- in part of the Damian Lillard trade, whether he was going to come there or they were going to help be like a third team facilitator for whether or not like Lillard was going to end up being on the move to Miami. That like Ben Simmons' name would start cropping up here because obviously. Like the money involved is gets close to matching some of those salaries are going to be in there. The Nets could be looking to move out, like move off this, you know, salary if they're able to, you know, for the next two years. And this guy has just not been, you know, he's been a bit of persona non grata uh, among maybe possibly the, 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 front office too. Like what's a little confusing. We'll talk about that. Whether or not we would trade. Ben Simmons, look, I said this, I always preface this by the sort of like what we said in front of the hero trade. It always depends what's coming back. But if you have the chance now to move off of the contract, no matter what you people hear, like no matter what you hear out there to say, oh, you know, they're a new CBA, like this is now a positive contract because it expires. That's silly. It's not. It's still one of the worst contracts in basketball based on performance. If you can move off of it now, it would feel sort of like a miracle as long as you didn't have to attach anything else to it. And you probably have to do it. And that being said, I'll happily counter this later by saying the reasons you might not want to do it. Cause I think those exist also, but in, if all things are equal and, and just in a vacuum, I think you almost always want to move off the contract because it's still bad for the performance. Yeah. Even if you think he's going to make like, I, we can we can try to be as positive as we want to be about the like, offseason stuff in the back and like this is the timeline for getting fully back and all this other stuff. Like there's just no evidence to draw on right now that it's going to be a positive contract. And I think if you have a chance to get off it, you should. Yeah, you know it's funny too because so I, I tend to agree with you, and I've gone through the iterations. There there is a pinned tweet to my timeline that says like the best path forward is to root for Ben Simmons. Like you want him to be back, you want him to play well, but in this moment with 
$37 million and, and knowing that the following season is the final year and it can become a more movable contract for teams that have cap room and are looking for the salary dumps. Remember, even a move like the Nets pulled off with Joe Harris, where you get back this sizable TPE, right? Like there's these mechanisms that you can look at and think about how it could benefit your team, the Brooklyn Nets, or benefit another team in being, being willing to take it on. I am of the mind that if you could, you should. And, and by the way, like I know it, this isn't a knock on Ben Simmons in terms of, of what his skill set could be for the Nets or any team. But like when you go back and think about it, the contract that he's making now, even had he been healthy, there is a world where you continue to examine those figures and say, I don't know if that value is always going to be commiserate with what he brings for you on the court because there always was a hole in his game, right? The shooting was always an issue in terms of his lack of willingness to do that. The free throw percentages were a problem growing over the course of his career. Not always, but growing, right? So if you look at a player like him who is defensive, defensively versatile, who is, when he's healthy, when he's at his best, a guy that puts pressure on defenses and attacks at the rim, and a guy that sets up and facilitates an offense very well. Those three attributes, as strong as they are, may not may never have been worth 37 and 40 million dollars a year right so i think that there's at least a little part of that to me that does creep in when i think about this again for for the point of this aspect of the discussion if i could move off his money i would because if you're the brooklyn nets that's kind of what your agenda has been here shed bad contracts and look to get younger in the process now ben simmons is young but you didn't move off of joe harris just because he was 31 you moved off because the $20 million wasn't something you wanted to carry. And you can even be forward thinking about Nicholas Claxton and where that contract is going to be and just say, do I want to wait another year before I can determine and assess that? Because that's next offseason, not the following run, right? So I, I just think there's a lot of mechanics to this. And it, if, I was, if I was deciding in this moment, I'd say, yes, you should trade him. And <laughs> there will be explanations and reasons here why I could be dissuaded of that potentially. I think, like, look, if you, if you turn the clock back to 1920, 2019, 2020, even back 1920, to like 2020, wow, we're going way yeah, back, yeah. dude. Geez, yeah, way back, way back machine. <laughs> no, 2018, 2019, those two seasons, and frankly, his rookie season, too. Like, the BPM was super high. Um, the defensive stuff was great. Uh, the advanced analytics really actually did back up that he was totally, totally, totally net positive, even when you factored in that the shooting was a non-thing, which is, like, pretty amazing. I will say I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you, though, on the when you have a severe flaw in your game, one, you like it's going to always be exploitable at some point, right? Like you'll be right. able to like other good teams and smart teams will be able to exploit a, a, a supreme deficiency uh, in anyone's game. The other problem with him that, that the Nets fans have have kind of it's reared its ugly head is that if any of the other stuff slips, then it's kind of getting into disaster zone, right? Because yeah. when you can't do, when you can't fall back on sort of the most important thing in basketball, shooting, right? Then at that point, then you you are kind of playing with fire with the skill set, and and that is something that we got, we witnessed in real time last year watching him play. It was like, oh right, and look, I'll even put it all on injury. Let's just say it's all injury, okay? Right? Like it's all. It's just that all the back injury, and I, I don't think it's that. But let's just even assume for a second it was that. Even with that, it also still highlights the problem in with his, with his game is that when the athleticism goes, let's you know when he's just operating at seventy percent, sixty percent, then it looks really, really bad because again he can't fall back on this one thing 
that you kind of just need to be able to do. And, and so like, even, even if you're like the biggest Ben Simmons stand, and I think there are unbelievably still some out there. I know they are. Cause they show up on my Twitter for me, like a, a lot, whenever I say something about them, but the, and, and I'm with you too. I want, we want him to do well. Like it's insane to root against them. Insane. If you're a Nets fan, right, you have right. to root all the way for him. You actually have to be the biggest fans ever. And this is not rooting against them. It just highlights the problem with him right now that like, there's certain kind of players that like will age gracefully. Kevin Durant will age gracefully, right? Like he's always he'll he'll be 55 years old and pulling up and daggering you from the mid range, right? <laughs> like he just will. Like maybe everything yeah. else will be gone. He'll still do that. Simmons, when it goes, it all kind of goes because there's no fallback mechanism. And I think like if if anything, like that's that was where I would default to just tr- being off the contract if you're able to now because. Yeah, he could make some some of a comeback, and it would help the Nets. But even if like it was a coin flip that it was going to happen, I, I'd say get off the money now. Coming up here in a second, we'll go ahead and break down. That's our opinion on what we think or what we would do. Is there a reason behind the Brooklyn Nets wanting to move off this contract beyond the money, beyond the injuries? We dive in on a reminder of how Ben Simmons became a Brooklyn Net here in a second. All right, before we get to that, let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, sometimes the life we're faced with tough choices. The path forward isn't always clear. You've got a lot, a lot of stuff going on in your life. You've got decisions you're making, career, relationships, anything, really everything else. It all kind of can bottle up on you at the same time. Therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. You can trust yourself to make decisions that align with your values. Um, and the more you practice it, the easier it gets. That is what you get. With BetterHelp, if you are thinking of starting therapy, you got to give BetterHelp a try. It can really, really help, folks. We all could just use a little bit of this in our life. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you got to do with BetterHelp is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you make sure you're lined up with someone who's just right for you. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MBA today. To get 10% off of your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash NBA. Okay, so as we look at Ben Simmons and the possibility of the Brooklyn Nets moving off this contract as a third team involved in a Damian Lillard trade, or who knows, maybe someone gets absolutely insane and just comes knocking on their door and saying, you looking to dump that contract? One quick note uh, there in the first segment, I said about his free throw shooting, it's always been bad. That's something that we had talked about previously. I, I misspoke there, which, by the way, is the other reason why it's a problem. Because even if Ben Simmons got back to a place where he was attacking aggressively at the rim, we know a world where Ben Simmons comes back healthy and does a lot of things that really help this team and then has a really hard time being on the floor in fourth quarters because he can't be relied upon at the free throw line. And the Nets already have a player in Nicholas Claxton who could still be a concern there going forward. That makes it more difficult to be able to count them in that capacity. But do you think that the Brooklyn Nets ever wanted Ben Simmons? Because he is a byproduct of the James Harden. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't get along or fit in with Kyrie Irving and this whole thing. I've always wanted to go to Philly. I just made a pit stop in Brooklyn. Get me to Philly. You needed to match money in that trade. That was Ben Simmons. There was nobody else, maybe shy of Tobias Harris, that the Nets were going to go after for Philly, and Philly wanted to get rid of Ben Simmons. So the world where the Nets only did this because they were backed into a corner with James Harden, that, to me, 
is a as big a reason as anything that the Nets would be saying, yes, if we can dump this contract, we will, because we never wanted a player of this mold with our given roster, with a young talent like Nicholas Claxton. This guy was always going to be a mismatch inside of our system. And then especially after we move away from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in that championship era. Um, I mean, look, at the time when the Harden trade was going on, I, if we're just re- so we're not playing revisionist history, it was clear that you had to trade Harden because he had just come yes. off like the all-time dumpster dive of a, of a performance against Sacramento. It was pathetic, um, and it was just like the worst thing ever to watch. So you had to trade him. I think at the time, the, the representation of Simmons coming in the door felt fine on like a one-to-one mm-hmm. player swap. Now, I will say since then – I, there does not having just been you know closer to following this situation and covering this situation for going on you know a year and a half now or whatever it's been two years I don't mean how long it's been um, the I've never gotten the sense that like once he came through the door that the Nets were like so thrilled about what they had gotten and just go back and look at all the different stuff like the timeline around his injury leading into that playoff series, right? Like the play right. the was like, was he going to play? You know, no one, even Nash didn't know if he was going to play or not. Right. All these different things that were going on. Then last year with him, him in, out, in and out of the lineup and like confusion about what was actually injured on his part and like stuff like that, if he was going to come back at all. And I just, I'll always go back to this. I, I, I've just never, except for like one Seth Curry quote, I've never really heard another player ever come to his defense about anything Mm -hmm. and like, or just really go like really go to bat for him. And like what I would consider to be any meaningful way. And just think about all the ways the guys talk about Cameron Johnson or Mikhail Bridges and all these other guys. Like I just never gotten that sense. Frankly, the nicest thing I've heard anyone say about Simmons was Draymond green recently. on I think it was Paul George's podcast. And it was mostly just Draymond feeling bad for him. (laughs) Like, because he was saying like, Oh, you know, losing his confidence and all this other stuff. So, that's just that's me maybe reading tea leaves or just like putting it out there. But to answer your question, do I think that they ever wanted him? I think yeah, at the time that felt like a pretty good plan B. But sure, I I still feel like ever since he came through the door, it's been very much like this isn't what we wanted, right? Like this, we're not getting we've gotten gotten anything that like close to what I mean on the court they haven't gotten anything close to it, but. I don't know. That's why. That's why I land. So I would. I would tend to say yes, and I'm just trying to give some context to why. Yeah, and I know, and it's it is good to do it because at the time I remember we said, well, you got a disgruntled James Harden, a guy that dumpsters his way out, doesn't want to be here, and you think, all right, we're getting a flyer. He's a lot younger. He's a controllable asset, even on a big contract. Hey, if it ends up coming back in a form in, in any form or fashion, you're getting value for it. And by the way. Look at where James Harden is right now and what's going on with Philadelphia opting in and looking for a trade partner, right? So like those are actually all the reasons at that moment that we said too, this could be a walk away scenario in the off season for James Harden. So you may as well get value the problem. And by the way, you did get, you did get some draft capital out of it. You did get a <laughs> Seth Curry, you know, at the end of the day, the, the other part that I think is interesting is unlike the Kevin Durant trade with Phoenix, where Sean Marks in the front office seemed to be able to push every right button and get everything and more as far as expectations in return, that wasn't going to be a viable option there, right? There were other players on the Philadelphia 76ers roster that we all would have liked to have gotten back, even beyond Ben Simmons. No Seth Curry. I want young talent, right? I want Maxi. I want any of these other young guys. Well, that was never going to happen at the time. So it felt like you were a little bit hamstrung in that regard too. 
The other thing that I'll say, you mentioned about the sample size and understanding that first season, he never makes it back onto the court. Okay, fine. Even if you go into on a per 36 minute basis this past season and what you got from Ben Simmons, the field goal percentage is, is what it is. And it's always going to be pretty high because he does it in and around the basket. But he'd be uh, per 36 minutes. He's under a 10 point score over that 42 games, by the way, and 33 starts for the Brooklyn Nets this past year. I think the other reason that moving on from him maybe is more crystallized for the front office now than it was a year prior, or even if he still had issues with the injuries, which maybe he still had lingering coming back this season. That's a pretty big sample size. And you had that with, you know, high level players, you had it after the fact and he gets shut down the entire back end of the season. So it's not like you have this complete question mark mystery of where is Ben Simmons going to be? You got a good sample size. You got a guy that was averaging, you know, what? a decent chunk of minutes here as I had that up in front of me and lost it over that, over those 33 games when he played, he averaged 26 minutes per game when he played. So it's not like, you know, he was only on the court for five minutes here, five minutes there. In the end, you got a pretty big sample size. And I think it's harder now for the Nets to look at that and say, well, if he comes back fully healthy, it looks like 10 points a game. And what is the, and what is the threshold where that real value is there? And also think about what it could mean if they can get off of that money quicker next season avoiding luxury tax thresholds and being able to look at it and say, where could we go spend some other money potentially too? So I think all these things just, they feel like they're piling up around Ben Simmons. And again, I understand why advocating for him to be on this roster and give it one more chance to see if he can reclaim any form. I understand why you do it because every single fan would freak out if you turned around and, so, and saw him on the court performing at anything remotely close to that Philadelphia level from a few years ago. And this is the problem too, because like right, like we're at the, we're at the point now where again, I don't think I would attach assets to get off the contract, right? I wouldn't like start throwing first round picks no. out just to move off the contract, yeah. right? I, I want to be really clear, but like, sort of going back to the beginning of this, I don't. I think we're beyond that point now. I think you're like in the you can definitely afford to just wait it out at this point. I think, right? I think you're yes. only doing it if it's just a neutral value or maybe a little less, and it's just money out the door. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, hey, if it's if it's two years of Simmons, like if it was two years of Simmons and then four years of Dame somehow working out, like I actually probably be okay with that, right? It's like, I don't know, you, mm-hmm. you, you'd hate the con, you may hate the Dame contract at the end, but if you're getting Simmons out of it without having to pay extra to get off of it, I, I think you might, I think you probably, you definitely could talk yourself into it. I don't even think yeah, you could yeah. probably talk. But like, but at this, so I wouldn't do that. Because because what what would I and how would I convince myself of that? I'd say okay, look if you look at like the defensive box plus minus it was still really good last year, right? Like in his yeah. minutes in his minutes on the court, the defensive stuff was still really really defensive analytics stuff still really strong. If I'm into like the 18 month uh, micro disc surgery uh, micro discectomy timeline to return, I talk myself into it that way. I say hey, we're at we're at the 18 months. This is recovery time. This is what it takes. Here we go. You know what I mean? Like these are the things that I would tell myself, and I know so. At that point, I think I would just say, hey, the, the team's not winning anyway right now. I mean, mm-hmm. like winning the championship or anything. So why not see if you if he can just somehow pull it all back to 2018, 2019? I'm skeptical it can happen, but right. I don't know. We've waited this long. <laughs> like we waited this long. Well, why another, not? Like, why another, not see? Another 12 months. Yeah. What's another 12 months? Well, this, like, what what's I mean another... about, this is what I mean about like the timeline. The timeline is just different now. Two years. Yeah. The contract doesn't look as as horrible so why not just see if you can catch sort of like simmons lightning in a bottle here 
I don't know. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. No, of course. Like, if this was Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving era of the Nets, and Ben Simmons had had the exact same experience that we've seen over the last year and a half with the Brooklyn Nets, you'd be saying, you maybe just got it. You got to eat this at some point because you got to be able to get some other bodies in the door here. This is still a window to win a championship. You cannot walk into a season with a total question mark at a critical role that takes you from being a mid-tier or maybe pushing towards, you know, trying to fight for conference final appearance or being in the finals. Ben Simmons can be that difference maker for you. But that's not what the Nets are doing right now, right? They're trying to stay competitive. And that makes it easier to say if Ben Simmons never stepped on the court as a Brooklyn Net again, but still was on the books with that contract, it's a lot easier to navigate that with where the current timeline is for the Brooklyn Nets. Coming up here in a second, I'll paint a very difficult trade picture for Doug Norrie to accept or deny in moving off of Ben Simmons and also receiving value in return. Okay, so obviously Ben Simmons is the enigma. And by the way, in all these things, um, there is the the physical part of it. And you mentioned that timeline to return from the back injury and the surgeries and trying to work through that. That's something that you can try to see the light at the end of the tunnel with him. The other part, and you mentioned earlier about players don't come to his defense. It's because there's a Damian Lillard is the great antithesis of this. There's no questioning Damian Lillard's desire or love of basketball. There is some questions maybe about whether or not Ben Simmons is fully invested in the game of basketball. So even if he is 100% healthy, what does that look like for him in the next couple of years of this contract? But if I tell you that that the Damian Lillard to Miami Heat is going to happen, and in that process, they want to shed the Tyler Hero money. So the Brooklyn Nets are now involved. And the mechanism of getting Ben Simmons to Portland, where they look at it as a little bit better, a little bit closer to getting off this money and being able to make some other moves for our franchise. They say, why, it's going to be a Yusuf Nurkic for you, my friends, and his three years remaining that finishes off in the final year a little north of $20 million. What does that look like to you? Because you can frame that as kind of being, hey, this is a bit of a poison pill contract with his injury concerns, Nurkic that is, right? With him already going to be older, 30 and 31 years old by the end of it. If it isn't about draft capital, but it's about a player like that and a contract like that, how does that, how do you react to that? If you know you are getting hero back in this and you are still staying competitive and adding a young piece. Like, so you, 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 you shed Simmons and then essentially you should just to clarify here, you shed Simmons to bring in hero and Nurkic and that's it. It's like sort of like one for one. It's like, you don't, you're not sending other picks out. Oh, yeah. that's, 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 that's close, man, because the, the Nurkic, the Nurkic contract is definitively negative and I can't make a lot of cases for why it's going to come back. Right. And okay. So, and, and real quick on that, because I've, I've won at times, people know this, it's, it's on record. I've looked at Nurkic and said, Hey, there's some value to this guy. You know what I mean? He could be a valuable player. The injuries unto themselves are a problem and he's not a defensive player, but he does. He can stretch the floor a little bit. He does some things in his game that work well. Is he worth the contract? No. But I, but this is where I push back on it. If Ben Simmons money, and you mentioned the top that it's not just that this becomes such an easy contract. If Ben Simmons at 37 and $40 million over the next two seasons is not looked at as bad as it was with a new CBA coming in, then Nurkic's money, even though he's a little bit older, just because it's one more year, it cannot be that from 16 to 20 million over the next three seasons, that that somehow is far more negative than Ben Simmons. Like whatever Nurkic isn't, at least when he's on the court and available, like you can think about what he can do for your team, nets or otherwise. I find it hard to to put those into the same bucket and say, oh, I'd never touch that Nurkic money. But Ben Simmons, we can keep that on the books. 
No, I think that's fair. I, I take it back maybe a little bit. I like or I'll slow it down a little bit, I guess. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair way to look. I think it's a fair way to look at it because like even if you said, you know, even if you said to yourself, okay, well, the Nurkic, you know, you know, the Nurkic contract is a negative contract, which I think it it, it, def- it definitely is, right? Going yep, forward. Yep. I mean, you still played 52 games last year, 27 minutes, 13 and nine. You know what I mean? It wasn't amazing. And like he definitely looks a step slower, a lot of steps slower after all the injuries. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably fa- that's probably fair to say. It's like, oh, if I'm rooting for like one guy to come back, I can't I can't have that situation. I can't be rooting for this one thing. Like maybe it can happen, and then definitively say for this other guy, it's not going to happen <laughs> or right, whatever, right. or like or, or or flip it right. So like under those same constraints, you're probably right that I was probably too quick to just dismiss that as an option, especially as like, hey, Nurkic is 28, right? Like the age difference. I mean, he's two years older than Simmons. Again, he played a lot of games last year, even if it was not great. And sometimes we get into this, or I know I'm victim of this uh, for sure, get into this sort of like definitive statements around what I think is like good or bad. And then that's kind of it, right? Try to like mm. walk away from that as much as possible and and, and tr- sort of think holistically about things, um, you know, especially when challenged on it. So, yeah, no, I think you're, I think that one actually probably would be pretty close. If it was just like a this guy for these two, could you talk yourself into that part of it? Yeah, I take it back. You probably you probably could. I, wh- it's funny because you know if you're trying There's to a world win, where a I pick guess goes out. By the way, just to be honest, real quick, that that, that pick goes out because you're getting Tyler Hero, right? Like you may still be dedicating some draft capital to get Tyler Hero in the door here, right? But you know those mechanisms are going to work out how they're going to work so out. Like but Simmons that- in a first, yeah, right. Simmons in a first, right. and you get back Tyler Hero, and you take back you get Nurkic. Hero, and you get yeah. Nurkic probably pretty close I, like i think yeah. probably for this year i think what you could probably easily say is that if your goal is to just sort of win more games this year and that's it right because like, right. you don't have your own draft pick and you're trying to just be a little better and you're and you're trying to just you know sort of just keep your head above water here that probably that trade probably represents a better chance of winning now i would say simmons probably gives you more upside on the chance that he comes mm-hmm. back to that old form i think simmons has definitively more upside than those other two guys pretty much like for what the Nets need. But yeah, if you're trying to win games this year and that's it, or like the next two years, just because you don't have your own picks and I don't know, we're kind of just in this no man's land anyway, then that, that a trade like that probably does represent a better, a better version. And we're already on record. of saying that like, we thought the hero thing was fine, right. For like what the Nets yeah. need and what the contract is. And I mean, that's, we've already kind of planted our flag there. So yeah, no, I, I take it back. I probably would consider that. And interestingly enough, the other thing, not that now that I've already convinced you, Doug, what's the point of putting on another factor? But the other thing that I did think about with this is, to your point, is the ceiling of potential far higher with Ben Simmons than Nurkic. Yes, it is. And now, again, if this is a byproduct of getting Tyler Hero, there's value in that. But the other thing is, if you look at Nurkic and you say, yes, he's 20, 28 years old and he'll be 31 by the end of it and the money is there. What is more likely? That in the upcoming season and going into next offseason and next year's trade deadline, what's more likely of the two? That Nurkic plays to whatever sort of consistent level that he has, a little bit slower, and has trade value at the deadline for a team that needs somebody in a lower playoff push, even at, what, $18 million? What's more likely? That he's there and a team looks at him with some value? Or that Ben Simmons, at $40 million in the offseason or going into next year's trade deadline, that someone looks at him based on where his performance is back to, assuming he's playing, 
and says, oh, oh, well, here's the real value. And by the way, and we can take on the $40 million contract, right? Like, again, I think the Nurkic money or anybody of that ilk, right? Anybody in this mold is going to be far more easy to navigate at deadlines or looking at other teams or swapping out salaries. That figure is going to look a lot more favorable. It's half, it's half the cost of what it had Ben Simmons on the book. And again, it is the third year. It is going to be 20 million, but but there's a world, a 29-year-old, 13 and nine guy in Nurkic with a little bit of perimeter shooting to his game. That's far more interesting and attractive potentially to teams, I think, when you're talking about playoff pushes than what is right now uh, clearly a massive question mark with Ben Simmons. Yeah, that and that one, I think probably this co- does come down to the situation. Like sometimes... These some these somewhat smaller contracts are easier to like sort of just piece together because more more guys live in that range, right? Like yeah, more exactly. more just like more similar players, or you can aggregate the salaries just a little bit more to get close to that twenty million. Whereas the forty is gonna the forty, it's like hey, I'm trade I'm trying to trade for a superstar. Like that's what I'm doing yeah. with the Simmons thing, right? I mean, right. I'm trading for a superstar, or I'm or I'm eating the contract. Like that's what happened with Kevin Love, right? It's like it's like well, I'm never getting a, anything. I can never package the Kevin Love trade into anything contract into anything and then i then cleveland just has to eat it right and so i think the nurkic one probably at the in the out years is probably a little easier to move off of just because it matches with more stuff um than simmons is but when you're if you're shooting for big fish and simmons is 70 percent, 75 percent of what he was then that might actually be better at landing a bigger piece so i I think it's i kind of probably comes out in the wash a little bit but in general, it's just tough. I don't. This is t- this is a tough situation. Again, like I think con- context matters for all this stuff, and I don't know. And by the way, no, like my last thing, uh, two notes. One, again, I make it very clear. I'm rooting for Ben Simmons to come back and, and be a healthy version of himself. Not even just for the Brooklyn Nets. Even if the Nets moved him, I would want to see that he ended up coming back to some level of form in Portland, wherever, and got some semblance of his career back because it's just it's better. It's more exciting for the NBA and on like a human level. I just like seeing people do well. Like I, I like that. So when we have these conversations and we talk about Ben Simmons as, oh, you're trying to get off this money, trying to do this thing. I always want to bring it back to that. And, I'll, and then I'll throw in the footnote that in talking about these and we'll probably get into them as this extends the timeline of the Damian Lillard uh, trade discussions. There are other three team scenarios that I actually find potentially more attractive for the Brooklyn Nets as being that third team and not worrying about the Tyler Hero option. Maybe that's something we discuss as we get into next week and the uh, free agency period rolls on. Yeah, we got a ton of cool stuff coming up here. Uh, hopefully, Howard Beck later in the week uh, yeah. that is just going to, that should go up there. Possibly a big crossover podcast with some of the other folks in Brooklyn Nets land. So we're looking forward to that as well. So those are things that are tentatively on the calendar as we speak. In the meantime, make sure you are part of the group that is flying over to YouTube to subscribe to Lockdown Nets. The numbers have been amazing. We're really, really appreciative. Make sure you go over and subscribe to Lockdown Nets YouTube. Uh, There's just stuff happening over there that just doesn't happen on the podcast feed. So appreciate everyone listening everywhere because it's free for everybody. But uh, make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. I am the current of vengeance gurgling through your sewer. I am the clipper that trims your hedges. It's Darkwing Duck, one of my youthful favorites. (laughs) One of the all-time great poets. We'll be back again (laughs) tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Basketball, 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 basketball.